You guys had just rescued what appears to be, well, semi-rescued. You're in the process of rescuing one, two, three uh, of the townsfolk of Orphia. And they've been doing their best to help you, but, you know, their capacity is limited. When the process of loading the remaining prisoners onto the wagons that are spread throughout the camp, you notice only one of them has managed to conclude that loading and sort of one captured uh, townsfolk person seems to have in the, be in the process of escaping outside the nearest gate to you. Let me ping it for you so you can see what I'm talking about. This one here. And it's just sort of pushed past you and I think one of you guys took damage as the wagon like steamrolled over you or at least nudged you yeah, out of the way. Oh, that was you. Okay, cool. So uh, were you still in the process of fighting that bugbear at the time? Uh, we killed him. Okay, sweet. Um, so he shouldn't technically be on the thing anymore, so he's gone. We killed him because we got some sweet off. Oh, you got some sweet stuff off of him? Cool. So I'll say you picked up whatever you picked up. Awesome. So what do you do? How do you react? You're watching the wagon steam out of the compound. Go, Chelsea, go. Go who? Um, so... Uh, I think, um... Uh, Joe's just gonna be like, uh, we can't let them get away. After them, uh, and he'll kind of whistle. And uh, Dave rides up, and he leaps onto the back of Dave, and uh, we we sprint after the after the uh, rapidly departing cart. Okay. So as 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 Joe's was doing that, I cast my new cantrip, uh, Minor Illusion, mm -hmm. which has a thirty foot radius. Um, and I create a massive boulder in the way of the cart. Oh, okay. And what is the spell? Because we're not technically in combat anymore. We don't have to take turns. You guys can just let me know what you do. Uh, uh, Monty and Abe and commoners, uh, do you guys do anything while everyone is doing things? Um, I think I'm Sorry. just going to get my steed. So you, you cast fine speed. Should we load? Should we load the other commoners up onto a another cart so we can just get out of here pretty quickly? Yeah, that's a good idea. I can start. Is there a cart available in a nearby area? Make, so I'll, I'll do that. So, somewhere. Whoever's looking for a cart, make a perception check, please. Yeah. Uh, cool, so they're just one. Wheel, okay, wheel. Monty, nice. you remember seeing a cart when you sort of snuck past the sort of first encounter, sort of like, I'll show you, over here? Yeah. So yeah. in order to get it, you'd have to spend, you know, a few, at least a minute or so going back to grab it, but that might make you overall faster if you've got a steed to attach to the cart, etc. So is that what you'd like to do? I don't. Uh, but we can use my steed. I don't know, I think we should all stay in the group, guys, because if we if this thing like smashes or crashes or veers around, we're gonna have to fight. And yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, I, 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 no, I, I reckon get the car. Okay. Because we're thinking a bit, you know, longitudinally. Cool. All right. Well, well yeah, so 
we think we've killed quite a lot of goblins. And uh, did did uh, did Faz's boulder successfully stop them before they? Sorry, escaped? yeah, I was just about to cut back to that. What is the check against minor illusion? Like, it has to make some sort of a intelligence or perception or something. I've, um, Investigation. I've, I've linked it on. I've linked it on the roll twenty. Yeah, I can see. Okay, so in that case, the yeah. runaway. Uh, I think there are goblins on the back. Are gonna make a check of some kind. Uh, goblin. Let's see if they can perceive it or if they swerve. So that's an intelligence. What does it say? 18, okay. They notice uh, that, because your, your spell save DC is probably less than 18, I'm gonna say. Um, yes, uh, what, where do I find that? It'd be on your spell page. Your spell tab. It's kind of at the top, above all the spells. Yeah, uh, uh, so the, uh, yeah. So the modifier of the spell attack, uh, uh, yeah, it's 14. Sorry, 14, 14. okay, cool. So the goblins, uh, limited in intellectual capacity though they are, put it together that because there was no, go no boulder there before in the however long they've been in the camp, and the fact that it suddenly appears means that they are confident running through it, and they continue to speed off into the distance. Okay, I'll say by this time Monty um, Monty is like dragging with his fur bulk strength the cart back onto the road, like down here. Uh, is there anything okay. you want to do? Uh, well, I'll say yeah. Joseph, Joseph basically is uh, he, he won't let goblins get away with another human, um, and uh, kind of shouts that that's what he's going to do before really listening whether anyone else is going to follow. Him. He's on Dave and uh, kind of chasing after the car north. Cool. All right. I'll say we'll go into sort of... Uh, you're, you're rapidly following, but, I mean, they've got two horses. You're on one panther. So you're keeping up a little bit, but they, they're slowly, like, making distance away from you. You're sort of... You're preventing the gap from being too great. And Monty, uh, is Abe finding a steed for that cart? Summoned my steed. Well, does it? Do you get to choose what type of steed? Uh, yeah, it's uh, well, fine steed, level two, conjuration. It takes ten minutes to cast. Okay, it could be a warhorse, pony, a camel, an elk, or a mastiff. <laughs> oh, yeah, so let's go with warhorse. I think that's what's ten minutes for a long time. Yeah, that's certainly handy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Should we just uh, get the cart, or should I go with uh, Dave and Joseph? I think I'll say you. I'll go with Dave and Joseph. You jump on the cart and do Zenerai. I'll say the commoners jump on the cart too. Is everyone on the cart except for Joseph? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get on the cart, but I also want to cast Mage Hand if they're within thirty feet. Uh, well, no. I'll say the wagon has sort of like left through this. Yeah thing by now and okay. I mean you used no, minor mind. minor illusion is the cantrip you used when you were sort of in range and now they're kind of beyond that so you basically this is this is like a chase sequence at the moment okay so it's it's the cart in the lead with the sort of tied up townsfolk dude in the back with the goblins on the front like hitting the reins and then about 60 feet back is Joza on Dave like a halfling on a panther and then about another 60 or 70 feet behind that is a huge warhorse I think you chose as your steed. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pulling a wagon laid down, laden down with many more people. So you feel like you're losing speed a little bit because your horse has to pull so many people, but it's a bigger, more muscular horse. So you and Joza, the, the wagon and Joza are kind of in the same, same position where you're kind of keeping up, but you're slowly losing distance. Um, what would you, what would you like to do? And imagine the chase music in the background is So the path of speed is 50 feet um, per turn. So I'm guessing what I was hoping was maybe he could, you know, use a burst of speed to kind of pounce up and catch up or get within range for me to jump onto the back of the car. But um, if you're saying that they had too much of a head start, then uh, I let think... Um, let me bring up... How, what are the horses' speed? Let me, let me bring up the, the kind of horses they'd be using, and I will tell you exactly what their speed okay. is. Yeah, the, the horse's speed is 60 feet because they're a bit bigger and they have a longer stride, whereas the panther is more about yeah. short bursts. Cool. Okay. Um, so in that case, yeah, they're, they're, they're breaking away. Um, uh, At this moment, you, think... you, with your ranger eyes, see that the goblin throws something over the earth's shoulder and it's got a glassy reflective quality and it's sort of heading roughly towards you. What do you do in this split second? Um, I want to try and shoot out of the air. Okay, with what? My bow and arrow. Okay, make an attack roll. All right. This is where we go into like Matrix bullet time. So instead of the... It goes... Oh, oh no. with an 11, I it you, you shoot the arrow and your, your ranger senses are more familiar with like targeting things in a forest environment. So you end up like impaling a crow on a nearby branch, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately you miss the glass and it splashes down in front of you and Dave and you feel this sort of like heat coming off of it and you realize at the last second that it's acid and you take... Six damage, acid damage. You and Dave. So I'll say you each take three damage. Do you have um, what's it called? His stats in front of you. Uh, yeah, two seconds. Actually, I can keep track of that as well. Acid, acid yeah. Well, okay, I've got resilience to poison, but I guess. Yeah, and then um, as this puddle of acid. Sorry, you can ask me something in a sec. But then the group yeah. behind in this like weighted down cart filled with like rescued hostages and a variety of characters also sees this puddle. Do you guys try to avoid the puddle or do you go through? I think we should, um, we should... skirt around it. Okay. I, 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 I blast the puddle with Eldritch Force to blow it out of the way. Okay, so use your cantrip, make an attack roll. Actually, no, Eldritch, yeah, that's a cantrip. Yeah, roll it up. Ooh, okay. So this time it goes a little wide and you end up singeing some grass off to the side of the track. Um, so yeah, you guys are going to take... But actually, it would probably be the horse that's mostly at risk of this. Okay, so the, the steed takes one acid damage. Do you have the steed... Actually, if it's a war horse, I can show you what the stats are. Apparently, they have... They have 19 hit points, war horses, so just keep that in mind. All right, so they start to pull away. So Josie, you notice that they're about 
I'd say 90 feet ahead of you now, whereas you were more in the 60 foot range before. And you're about that same uh, 60 feet behind them, wagon people. So you're 60 feet behind the panther and the halfling. Uh, Joseph wanted to do something before? Um, I'm going to try and shoot the horse. Oh, there's two horses down there. Shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, so I'm, I'm envisioning a situation where I, I shoot the horse and it sort of dies and drags the cart down with it. So you're hoping to shoot one of their horses? Yeah. Okay, well, In the, head. The, court, the cart itself is blocking because you're behind them. So the horses themselves have like half cover because literally the cart is in the way of your shot. But you can see the heads okay. sort of like bobbing above the cart every now and then. So with a good shot, it's doable. So let me just bring okay. up horsey stats. They want, they want head of a shot. It's going to be amazing. All right. Um, <laughs> go for it. Roll it up. That's 20, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, so uh, my, my question is, do I... Can use my bonus action to cast. Uh, how, am I allowed to know roughly what sort of uh, uh, hit points we're talking for the horse? If I want to try and bring it down in one shot. Um, you. I, I mean, I don't know that, do I? They, they, a horse, a riding horse is a is like a beast. So you would imagine it has similar hit points to Dave. Absolutely, with a bonus action, go for so, it. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, so that... Range of nine, 90 feet. Okay, so that means... I don't think it itself does damage. I think that's more like... Yeah, it adds 1d6 if I hit. Okay, cool. So go for your attack. Uh, so... YouTube money. Oh Ooh. my god, really? Okay, with a 12... You, Two and a three. You, you aim a little uh, low with your shirt, and you see the arrow stick into the back of the wooden cart and go, and you see the uh, the townsfolk guy go, as it nearly like hits him in the back of the wagon. And at this moment, the, the wagon starts to extend its lead out to 100 feet as the two horses pulling it start to warm up. And you collectively look that this is going to be tricky for you to catch up from. Uh, Everybody make a either survival or intelligence check, whichever is better. Can I, um, can I use kind of an out of combat action to shout to the guy to try and jump off the back? Um, yeah, you totally can. Um, okay. Now I realize that my, uh, my shot hasn't worked. I kind of lower my bow and shout, uh, jump, we'll catch you. Knowing that that's not true, but maybe we can uh, fix whatever breaks. Okay, make a <laughs> make a deception check because he looks kind of scared. I'll say, Joza, you also realize in this moment as you're yelling this with your 16 survival that you know what kind of tracks a big cart and two horses are going to make through this kind of terrain. So even though you're struggling to catch up with them now, you get the sense that a ranger of your qualifications could probably track them down more long term. So make your perception check. Deception, Sorry, right? deception, yeah. They rhyme, it's close enough. Oh, nice. seven. Okay, so <laughs> you, you see this guy sort of nice, this wriggling in his bindings, and then he sort of cocks his head to hear what you're saying, and then he goes, like, are you crazy? And starts to, like, curl up against the side of the wagon in case you shoot another arrow. 
Okay, but at this point, you get the sense that it's getting out of sight. It goes round a bend in the sort of... You're in a sort of forest path at the moment, and the path itself is starting to get kind of narrower, and you get the sense that you've kind of lost them. Okay. Uh, so, the, uh, I guess the, the cart sort of rolls up. Um, Dave's getting kind of tired. Not really built for long distance. Yeah, you see there's pull up. sweaty, like, foam on the side of Dave and this warhorse steed that you've summoned, Abe. Yeah. You say, uh, maybe... Okay, what do we want to do? Keep going up to them or get these ones to sleep? Uh, we could always distract them with our new useless um, guys and tow. If we're tracking useless guys, then there would be a massive... Um, uh, noise and distraction. Yeah, fair. I, I, say, I say we rest. I say the adventurers rest. We send the halflings, the, the, the humans, back to town and then we track them when we're ready for combat proper. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't think we should... I, these, uh, these poor fools don't know their, their, the front end to the back end of a sword. I wouldn't want to leave them alone in this part of the world. They'll be, you know, yeah, be dead, in, dead in hours. <laughs> or we could always, because the horse, my horse, I'm going to name him Fox, uh, he's intelligent. I'd be able to get them back to safety while we rest and come back. I think he's able to do that. Yes, I think that's a good idea. So, do you... The dragon is correct. Walk me through the plan that you intend as you sort of like, are you resting by the side of the road, like setting up a camp, am I, am I understanding? Yeah, we're going to rest, but if it's possible, we're going to set Wait, up. I, why do we need to rest? Didn't we like uh, rest like a little, it's nighttime, right? Um, yeah, well, my, well, for one, my, my spell slots are all expanded, so my combat usefulness is limited. I, I would, yeah, I, I think if we, rest, if we rest now, the car will just get away. Yeah. yeah, but we're trapping it anyway. We know where it is. We can find it. Mm. Um, yes, it is nighttime. I don't know. Not terrible. I'm on. Yeah, I can survive. I can heal people up. It's, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. It's whether people have a feel they can cast yeah. their spells. Wow! Oh, um, wow. Can... 44 now! Hey, fucking hell. Um, it seems like you can communicate with your horse telepathically up to a mile. And says. I can talk to it with. Um, but yeah, so if we if we can just point him in the right direction, we should be fine finding the way back. Well, yeah, but if they're attacked, they're just completely undefended, are they? Like any of those other goblins could just track them and just go and just grab them on the road on the way back. We aren't far from Orsha. Uh, yeah, well, you're about a shit rescue mission if we uh, send all four of our rescued humans like back on their own. No, but I can do that. I can go and take them back on the pause and come back. Um, I'll say... Um, I'll say... Uh, what's the word? Abe can roll a... History check, please. Yeah. I'm sorry about these guys, because I'm all for rolling. Hmm. With an 11, I mean, you remember from your time in... Uh, this forest where you grew up, that it's not 100% uh, safe. You know, there are some beasts or snakes around, but 
there didn't used to be like a big war camp filled with goblins either. So maybe you haven't been keeping up to date with the environment. So you don't you don't know anything for sure, really. I think we should probably stick. Perhaps we collect the money when we go take these people back as well. Or, or we could um, we could split up. I don't think there'll be. Uh, I don't think there'll be that huge burden. Like if we yeah. press on. Also, we can leave the cart and make them walk. Yeah. Well, but then, I mean, if we've got a war horse and a cart, then why the fuck not? But then um, we're not going to be able to track anything because we'll be. Carting up. We're not going to have you know to go to here is coming a mile. Well, so ha. Luckily, you're in a party with a ranger, my friend. Um, the, the one thing I'm good at is uh, tracking people. Uh, so, it's more like not losing them or not, not finding. Yeah, it, as long as we can find where they are, then I'm, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, well, that's, I, that's my point entirely. No, we're not going to lose these people. We can follow the tracks. We know where they're going to go. They're already gone. So why don't we consolidate what we have, which is the mission to save the humans? Yeah, let's do that. Well, well, because we want to kind of come upon them as they're still, you know, on the run rather than by the time they're like... Well, they, I mean, what they could do is now they're ahead of us, they could just circle back around and just go back into the cap. So we don't want them to get too, too far away. But, but, they're, but, but that, that, that argument's fallacious because they aren't. They're gone. So we're tracking them to where they end up, not to where they are running. That's the whole point. It's the hobbits to Isengard. I think if we want to be relatively quiet, we can leave the cards and make the humans walk. None of them is injured, from what I remember. And also, we were fight. We, they were in the middle of the fight, and they weren't like they, 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 they put up a good fight. Yeah, they weren't completely useless. They weren't complete morons. Well, here, none of them got hit. Well, here's well, here a compromise then. Why don't well, why don't I escort the humans back to Orphea, find a horse, and then smash up to you guys? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the point. <laughs> so what are uh, you with you doing it? It's all right. That's, yeah. What, 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 what? Abe and I will go back to Orphea with the humans. And one of the sneaky small people will go find the... Uh, I generally think that if we want to leave the humans back in the place, I can do that given that it's my birthplace, so I do know the area. So I should be the one that takes the least time, except for maybe uh, Joseph. Okay. Hold up, guys. So um, I have a, a favourite terrain type, and um, because Sam is a lovely man, he let me he let it be forest and made all this uh, lots of this story be in the forest, which I think we still are. Um, so my favourite terrain type is forest. I, my proficiency bonus doubled proficiency skills when you make an int or whiz check related to it. While travelling for an hour or more in your chosen terrain, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. You remain alert to danger even when you're engaged in another activity and you can move stealthily at a normal pace while alone. So I, I would have to be out stealthy. Um, and you find twice as much food while foraging. While tracking creatures, you learn the exact number, size, and how long ago they passed through the area. Do okay, that's very cool. Basically, I'm, I'm pretty good at tracking, so I think we could... My group, obviously, could include the cart and the humans, um, so I think we could... Yeah, that's As good. a group, until we find them. Yeah, you feel that... 
uh, Abe knows the area very well in terms of, you know, how to navigate around it and where certain places to forage for food or game are. So Abe has a good knowledge of it in terms of a place that he's lived. And Joza has a good knowledge of it in terms of how to track people sort of skulking about through it. So there's a bit of overlapping expertise, but certain specialities make them slightly different kinds of knowledge. Okay, that's cool. But we can do that, and Monty can be in charge of babysitting the humans. Okay, okay. well, so let's, let's rest then, because it's, it's night time, isn't it? We probably didn't sleep, um, and this way we get spells lots back. So let's. what does a short rest do compared to a long rest? Short rest allows you to roll hit dice, which are up to uh, your level. So if you're level three, then you can roll three hit dice of whatever level. It'll be on your D&D sheet. And then if, uh, if uh, it takes about an hour to take a short rest, and then any of your skills or spells or whatever that recharge after a short rest, you get them back. Um, what does people? What do people get from a short rest? I uh, don't know if mine get back. I don't need to rest too much personally. Um, I'm happy to heal you guys, obviously. Um, if it's for important reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I, I Where do you see if something comes back after a short rest? I think one of mine comes back after a short rest. Uh, it depends. Some some classes don't get any spell slots after short rest. Some classes do. It really depends. Okay. Um, let me Google. Um, okay. So while you're while you're short resting, uh, you can roll your hit dice. Do you guys see? There should be an option that explains that to you on the D and D Beyond page. Yeah. And do your generic. Slots, uh, reset. Your what? Resets? Your spell slots reset, your general spell slots. No, they, they, they all reset your spell slots on a long rest, but certain classes get certain numbers of spell slots back on a short rest. Like, if you have arcane recovery as a feature or trait, certain spellcasting classes get that feature. And other sort of okay. racial spells, like... Um, like Xenorai's cast Darkness, I think, that might recharge on a short rest, but it's not just de rigueur that you get them all back. Alright, you come to the end of your short rest and nothing looks uh, amiss. What would you like to do now? Track? Start tracking. Start, start tracking, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Um, hopefully try and use one of the only good things about a ranger and um, uh, track some people. Okay, so you get to, when you're making a survival check, you get to add your proficiency bonus twice or something? Uh, guys, uh, it'll be two seconds. I have to admit to do it. Yeah. What was that? Um, need to get in the door. Oh. Uh, your proficiency bonus is doubled for proficiency skills when you make an int or wisdom check related to it. Okay, so when you make a... Uh, I mean, roll us... What, what's your proficiency bonus? It should be plus two, right? It'd be in the top middle of the character sheet usually. Okay, so make a normal survival check, like with the send to VTT or whatever, and then we'll add two to the result.
much dust coming off your shoulders. <laughs> uh, so 26. Oh, nice. Is that after the two or before the two? Okay, with that, you manage to find the tracks very easily because they're goblins, they're not overly stealthy, and they're in an enormous wagon. And you start following it along, and you get the sense that this is not going to be hard to follow. You go for about an hour. Um, you start to feel tired as it's getting to be 11 p.m. midnight by now. And you start to come to a more, like, rocky section of the forest. No longer is it thickly placed trees and shrubs. Now it starts to be like rocky outcrops, a weird escarpment, starting to be like more cliff-like until you come to like a huge, much higher cliff and it goes as wide to your left and right as you can see. And it's about 90 feet high, this sort of uneven cliff face. And you see the tracks stop at the sort of face of this cliff, seemingly going straight into the cliff. Can we check down to see if they actually went off the cliff? No, no, you're at the bottom of it. Oh, I see. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, can I roll a perception, see if I can see what the fuck's going on? Uh, yeah, perception, go, go ahead. Anyone else who wants to do anything with this cliff can do so. I think it costs detect magic on it. Okay. Um, let's um, do... Like... Sorry, you want to do something, Zanara? Uh, yeah, I was going to cast Thaumaturgy on my voice. Um, and go, hello, hello. <laughs> Wait, what? You were... You were stop, stop using fucking spell slots for shit. No, no, Thaumaturgy <laughs> is a cantrip. Um, okay, so, with the detect magic, uh, I'll resolve that first, and then I'll do uh, Joza's perception check. Um, what you detect is a, uh, a kind of magic, I think it's called transmutation, and you get a sense that there's a strong uh, source of it within the cliff face in front of you. And you, with your perception check of, what was it, 17? You notice that this section of the cliff where the tracks are is a little kind of repetitive of the areas of cliff around it in a sort of unnatural way. Mm. <laughs> Do I know anything about this area? Um, this is sort of on the, you remember pretty easily that this is on the outskirts of your territory, as it were, when you were growing up in this forest. And you... Actually, roll a history check. We'll see how much you remember. We're definitely going to leave these um, poor villagers to their deaths, aren't we? <laughs> uh, you, see, you see them... You hear from the back of the wagon, they say... What, 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 are, what are we doing? Are we trying to find uh, Jerry? The, the one that got away on the back of their cart? Yeah, Jerry, that's his name. Come on. <laughs> how, how, how can we help? Uh, well, um, we've got two options. You can come with us and help find Jerry, or you can ride back to town on your own, or I guess walk. Okay. It's dangerous out there, and obviously we need you alive. 
they look around kind of, I'll deal with your check in a sec, Abe. Uh, they look around kind of nervously, sort of start rubbing their wrists where they have been tied for the last like week or two. And then they sort of say, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we should stay with you guys. Or even better, maybe we should stay with the cart. You know, who knows what might happen to this cart when you guys uh, aren't here. What do you think? Uh, okay. I don't think it's better to leave them on their own. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what's going on with this clip, and then we can decide. Okay, yeah. okay. Guys, just fucked with it a little bit. I reckon we can walk through it. Oh, hey. <laughs> Cute kitty. Um, okay, Abe, with a, with, a, with a four, you remember very little about this area. You kind of avoided it. It didn't smell good to your dragonborn senses, so you just... You just avoided it like the bad lands in the Lion King. Um, okay, well, so, uh, Monty, do you want anything to say about your detect magic? I'm going to try and just walk through it. I okay. think we can walk through this wall. Okay, you walk through that section of the wall and you go straight through it. You find yourself in like a dark, fairly narrow tunnel about... Probably less than five feet wide. But you can't see anything because you don't have dark vision. You also... I have dark vision. All of you guys at this point uh, take a point of exhaustion because it's getting like after midnight and you haven't slept. Uh, how do we... How do we have a point? Did it... Um, well, hang on. Didn't we... Um, didn't we take a pretty big rest just before the assault on you, the goblin you one hour break? Um, you, just before you assaulted the goblin place, I think you took a short rest. You were just kind of waiting for it to be nighttime so you could assault the camp, right? Okay. Whereas a long rest, yeah. a long rest prevents, uh, exhaustion, but it takes eight hours. Okay. So how do we make a exhaustion thing? Hold on one second. Uh, you just grab the page, like your character page, and where you have your HP, you put one there and damage. So with one point of exhaustion, you basically have disadvantage on all ability checks. So if you need to do a perception check, if you need to do an athletics check, it doesn't affect uh, attacks because they're not considered ability checks, but it affects everything else. Okay. Where does one log it? Um, I think Abe just described it, right? When you find the exhaustion section of your character sheet, you hear that like Zelda reveal noise. Da 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 So the furball doesn't have dark vision, so he's currently standing in the I, darkness, and you just watch him walk through the cliff. So I have dark vision, though. I think you're the only one, yeah. You're not in there, either. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you go first. Also, we could just sleep in this tunnel, guys. It looks pretty cozy. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Yeah, and we know that a cart fits in there, so why don't we all just bowl in and have a little sleep? Sounds good. Okay, you guys are going to yeah. take a long rest? Is that... Uh, 
Do you put yeah. everything in the tunnel first? Or leave it out in the open? There's a cat. I will, I will certainly <laughs> be going to bed with one of these humans tonight. So you're gonna set up. You're gonna attempt to set up camp outside the tunnel, or you're judging how safe that is. Is that who's doing that? Well, I don't want to camp just outside because otherwise they can just launch an attack. Well, no, I can. Let's let's camp outside so we're not in the middle of a tunnel and they accidentally stumble across us. I can cast minor illusion over all of us if we all sleep within a five foot radius and make us look like. Um, okay, uh, I'll say the ranger can make a survival check uh, and then add two to it. Abe, we you rolled a four on this area, so you're not overly familiar with good camp spots around here. So you just kind of get this uneasy feeling of a of being in a place that you previously avoided. Um, with a thirteen, Josa, you you notice there's a lot of rocky outcrops. So you about. 60 feet away, you could camp on the other side of that and be protected from obvious vision from this part of the cliff. But beyond that, you don't find any other like good spots. And uh, Zenerai, you can cast Minor Illusion, but I think the duration is like a minute or 10 minutes or something. Totally, uh, that's one minute, yeah. That's one minute of just immense safety. Um, okay, so uh, Joseph's like, yeah, I think camping either just inside or just outside this cave illusion is probably not very safe. Uh, let me have a look. Let's go over there. There's an outcrop. We have an advantage. We can see anyone coming and going. It's a cave. Yeah. If anyone leaves, we'll know. Then we can move in in the morning. Okay. Why is Gary a small person? Okay, who... Are you guys taking any watches or are you all just going to sleep? Um... If we call it like uh, eight and a half hours sleep and everyone takes short watches, I mean, can we all still get a full rest? Sorry, you, you, if you all take a watch, will you be able to get a full rest? Yeah. Yeah, you can all take a watch and you'll all still get a full rest, yeah. Okay, okay so who's taking the first one? Well, yeah, lots okay. of willingness. Uh, Sh Sheila, you went first. Sheila, you went first. Okay, Abe, roll me a perception check, please. Yep. Perception, nice. So, guys. Okay. I tried. With a three, you're still kind of creeped out by this area, and you just sort of, like, huddle up against the other, si other side of the rocky outcrop and just sort of try to be unnoticed while still being awake. And then you tap the shoulder of whoever is next and be like, yeah, no nothing, nothing happened. Who's next? Me. Cool. Give me a perception check. 
Oh, 17. Okay. You notice um, that you hear these heavy footsteps a ways off towards the cliff, sort of crunching on the sort of rocky, it's not as grassy around here, so you hear them like crunching on the rocks. And you look over, and with your dark vision, you're able to discern an orc sort of like pacing up and down outside the, the cliff entrancey bit. And he seems to be like shuffling with his foot, like scraping the ground. And then after five minutes or so, you see him walk back inside the cliff. Your watch comes to an end. Do you do anything with that time? I, uh, I shut Joe's and I'm saying, oh, fucking orcs. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, Joe's like kind of wakes up like, uh, what, what's going on? And Dave is kind of like, already awake and growling. <laughs> uh, this is like what Dave is like. Nice. Um, and like, uh, I say, uh, orcs, where? Okay. Over there. Do you, do you wake up Joe's, <laughs> when you see the orc at uh, first, or do you wake yeah, him up? Do you wake him up after you've been watching for a couple of minutes? Uh, yes, that's what I do. Sorry? Uh, yeah, sorry. So uh, I wake him up after I've seen the orcs doing all the shit. Okay, in that case, Joseph, you see the back of the orc, Joseph, go into the uh, the illusion and you see like the, a spear or a sword sort of on its shoulder as it disappears into the uh, into the cliff but you can only see a silhouette really because you don't have dark vision like Xenorai so it's just kind of like you know when you see dark shapes in the middle of the night okay um, I say uh, was it just one yeah, yeah one is far too many orcs for my take <laughs> okay um, well, there's no... Let's let the others sleep. We'll hunt them in the morning. Uh, you get some rest, I'll keep an eye out. Mm -hmm. Cool. I, um, I briefly consider the prospect of casting the thermaturgy and making my voice boom to attract the orcs, but then realise it's quite a shit idea, go sleep. <laughs> okay. Per <laughs> perception check, please, Joseph. Okay, I think we add two to that because it's your favorite terrain. So you hear yes. your senses reach out and you can hear crickets. You can hear what sounds like a, a fox sort of like shuffling around about 60 feet away in the sort of undergrowth. You don't hear any orcs. It seems pretty quiet, but you, you hear that there's some like forest wildlife around, which is kind of surprising in an area so rocky and barren. Your okay. watch comes to an end. Who do you wake up next? Yeah, I, uh, so I walk over and uh, kind of lightly, gent lovingly kick Monty. Okay. And say, uh, you're up. No, no sign of movement. Zeno, just so you know, Zeno, I saw an orc um, before my watch. There was just one, and he was at the cave mouth, so. Oh, no, I don't like it. Keep an eye out, all right? Don't sleep on the job. No, 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 of course not, of course not. Okay, I'll, I'll just sit here. <laughs> okay, cool. So make a perception check, please, Monty. Please do badly. 
Oh, okay. With a 15, nice. you think to yourself, what a lovely section of forest that Shanti has created. This is, this is just lovely. You hear, you hear the crickets and stuff as well, but you're not really that tuned into it like the ranger was. You just think, what a nice background soundtrack to this watch. And you can smell that sort of, uh, that smell like it's about to rain in the air. <laughs> and your watch comes to an end uneventfully. Um, and then Abe takes the last watch and you can roll a perception check and you can describe how you wake them up if you want. Ooh. Wait a second, I need to find my thingy first. Okay, with a five. Oh no, we did Abe at the beginning, sorry. That, that yeah, is, yeah. That is that's the end. Okay, you guys all wake up after a short rest. So you've got all your hit points and your spell slots and stuff back. And you see the sun, like, uh, and you don't have a point of exhaustion anymore. So the sun rises over the uh, forest canopy. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Um, okay, so we all sort of uh, gather around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zenoa, you saw an orc. Any info? So you would have two scimitars and two short bows. I had a long, uh, a long sword, a scimitar, um, short bow, and a long bow, and I gave. Uh, we have, we have three, right? Uh, we gave at least two away. Yeah, we gave uh, the short bow for sure, and I don't remember the other one. Uh, short Yeah. No, I haven't lost you guys. Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did have a longsword as well from the Hobgoblin. Um, didn't we, so Faraz gave like a scythe and something to them as well. I think they're yeah, probably better gave, off having melee, melee weapons, right? Yeah, he gave one oh, yeah, of them, gave a short Yeah, I gave someone a short bow and I gave the other one a senator, I think. Okay, so should, should we make sure they've all got uh, melee weapons? Because I don't think they're any good with bows. Um, they actually did hit last time. But we can give them a melee weapon. Uh, let me check what I have. Joseph, just because you're exceptional with a bow doesn't mean that they're useless. They <laughs> have very high standards of bowmanship. Uh-huh. Small man is victim to simple psychoanalytic principles such as projection. <laughs> yes, projection with my own eyes. That guy shot a bow and it he almost hit his own foot. <laughs> What's a quarter stuff? It's just like a, uh, a wooden staff. It's, it's a bow staff, it's pretty much a favourite weapon. 
it's, it's pointless. Not that a shit mage would have. Just very basic stuff. Okay. What, what do the humans do? Are they just warriors and they got any special abilities? Humans. We talk to them and find out. I actually think it might be better for them to have a ranged weapon because that means they're not in range for an attack. I'll tell you what. I like that we're having this conversation like right in front of them. Yeah, you, you you hear them say you hear them say uh uh well you know we're not great with uh, martial type weapons like uh, long swords and such, but we can do well with like clubs and things like that. Which basically means when they roll to attack with a scimitar or, or a longsword, they don't they don't get uh, like a proficiency bonus added to it because they're not proficient, but they just get to like attempt to hit regardless. Okay. Uh, one of them, one of them got disadvantaged, didn't they, with a longbow? Yeah, the longbow uh, specifically was uh, it's particularly difficult to pull, so that's why he had disadvantage. I cast Thaumaturgy and turn my eyes black. Okay. And I... say, and say, um, do better. What? <laughs> What's that? Uh, uh, I say to the one who, who uh, had disadvantage of the longbow, do better. <laughs> okay. Um, you see him go, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And he like half-heartedly starts to try and do like push-ups on the ground, but he's really shit at them. <laughs> yeah, Joseph just kind of rubs his eyes. Puny human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't have long, but they have short bow. Oh, okay, well, never mind then. We're good. Uh, fuck it, let's, uh, let's kill some goblins. Yeah. Okay, so what order do um, you go into the tunnel? Uh, so I should go first, because I'm going to die on mission. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone got anything that can make a light? So, okay, I'll scout so Zenorai is at the front, Monty's at the back, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, and who is in the middle? Uh, I guess that would be the humans, me and Joseph. Cool. Yeah, let, let's keep, keep the humans sort of in the middle. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> that I, uh, yeah, is that they're all going to die. <laughs> Operation Human Shield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? Ethnicity of the human. <laughs> oh, I'll go behind Cinderella then. Get behind the villagers. Okay, so fight. I'm a human, well, not a human, a draconian shield. Okay, cool. Just let me arrange your tokens and I'll show you this different map. Where's Abe? Uh, let's choose. Where's uh, Abe gone? Did I lose Abe? Oh no, there you go. like. I rolled a two and a three on my attack rolls to stop that card. So uh, it happens. It happens all the time. Like in the game that Ash and I are playing, we've had some truly terrible rolls. Oh yeah. Especially when you like need one. Okay, cool. We don't see really badass enemies in that other game we're playing that have just been massive. 
constant 20s. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is what you see. Can everyone see that map? Yeah. You basically... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You come into this, like, very narrow passageway here. I can't fit you all, so I'll say you manage to walk about this far in. Because uh, the scale... I'm kind of working with two different scales at the moment. So you're basically in this passageway and you come to like a fork in this narrow passage and you see one passage leading off to the left and one leading off to the right. Uh, I, will, I will try and um, track the tracks. You'll track the tracks? Okay, make a survival check. Nice. Oof. What is it? Seven. Okay, with the someone seven, else, someone else do it as well. <laughs> with the seven, you find that the light cast by the morning star at the back is not helping overly, unless there's another light spell somewhere in the group. Uh, yeah, I, well, I could pull out my torch as well. Okay. Actually, with your torch. What? Uh, um, what? I was gonna say, why don't I do the same thing? Okay, make a make a survival check, and you've got a torch now, so you've got better light. Okay, with the two, you think to yourself, "What is this tracking bullshit? I want someone to slay." Okay, uh, can I give it a try? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, you guys are kind of floundering about in this tunnel, and Abe thinks to themselves, hmm, smells not so good. With a six, you smell this sort of like, it's a mixture between wet wet dog and sort of that sulfurous, eggy smell, and it, you, don't, you don't like it. And it gets stronger further into this tunnel. Oh dear. Um, can I do a either history or arcana check? To well, do, maybe Abe should be doing that. I don't know. That's to to accomplish what? Uh, I, mean, I mean, the sulfurous makes me think of dragons. I'm wondering if my character would know that. Well, if it's related to... Uh, okay, so roll with advantage and give me a... It would be... Um, I'd say history, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. With a six... <laughs> With a six, you you don't think you don't think it's associated with dragons. You, like sulfur is not necessarily that smell is not is not like a dead ringer for dragons. You're just kind of like, hmm, interesting. So our, our roles so far in this cave have been four, three, two, two, and one. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of standing in a cave. Yep. Um, I'll do a perception, maybe. If I can't, can't follow the tracks, maybe I can see something else going on around me. Uh, okay, do a perception check. Uh, so I'm looking for, you know, uh, any uh, signage that maybe the, the goblins use or any uh, obvious traps or anything like that. Oh, wow. Okay. What you, hey. what you failed to notice while you were looking for tracks on the ground is just off to the left in that other passage, you see sort of a whole bunch of wooden pieces stacked up against the wall. And when you look, you realize, wait a minute, if all those pieces were assembled, that would make a wagon. 
So there's like a side panel, there's a bottom panel, there's two wheels, there's those little things that hold the horse to the wagon, and you think, did they disassemble the wagon to get it in here? Okay, so you're going the left passage or the one straight ahead? The left passage. Left? Is that the small one? Yeah, the left one is the small one. Okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. What happens uh, is that you take the left passage, you squeeze past the disassembled wooden wagon, and after a little while, about four minutes or so, you come out through the cliff face what appears to be another illusion of a cliff face, and you come out to a slightly different section of the uh, rocky area that you were, so you're like back outside, and you see the sun has risen a slight tiny bit more, and you, yeah, you get the sense that you've just come out of another entrance slash exit. Can I check to see if I can see the tracks again? Uh, yeah, in this new area. Yeah, make a survival check. Okay, with a 12, you don't see any tracks at this particular entrance. Aside from your own. Uh, uh, so I'll say, I don't see any tracks, but uh, it's been windy, so I'm not sure. Uh, do you, what do you guys think? Go back in? Or... Back into the cave. Back into the You're back at the fork in the road. What do you do now? Uh, we can finish south. Okay, cool. What you see is it takes like a sharp right, sorry, a sharp left, and you follow it until it comes to like a slightly wider cavern. And with your dark vision, you see that it's much bigger. It's a bit, you can kind of walk, three or four of you can walk abreast now, and the passage continues south. Do you continue? Compatriots, we can walk three or four abreast then. Shall we continue south? We've come this far. Um, <laughs> let's see, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Have I got any uh, spells that might be useful here? Um, I mean, I could um, I could use Mage Hand and scout out the area and search for any traps. Uh, I could just do like perception checks, sorry. Yeah. I mean, can I, can... I try a perception check to see if we see any of the tracks I can, again? I can always light the place up pretty fiercely if uh, we want to do that. But, uh, I think we're waiting for like, us. Yeah, and we're also in for a big fight. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't. Okay, so I mean, our plan is to kind of try and sneak up on these motherfuckers, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, should we should we proceed doing lots of like perception and stealth check? Yeah, yeah I mean, so why don't I use them? Um, I could use mage hands to sort of 
feel like the area. Make sure there aren't any like pressure plates or anything. I'm going to take off my scale mail. Um, once, you, once you mention stealth. <laughs> okay. okay. So you are a wise bear. I knew it from the first time I saw you done. So if you click on your AC. You'll, oh, sorry, you had a comment about the dancing bear? I said, um, I, I said the month he was a wise bear, and I knew it ever since the first moment I saw him dance. And I say, I'm so, I feel so limbo about this scale mail, <laughs> that I feel like the next dance I do will be all the better. <laughs> now, if you click on your Monty, if you click on your AC in the character sheet, it should tell you how the AC is calculated. And then if you remove the armor from it, it'll be like, 10 plus your dexterity or something like that? Yeah, that's what it's currently doing, I think. 10 plus 2. Cool, alright, sweet. So just remember that for if anything happens. Yeah, yeah. it seems to be cal it's calculating it, actually. Yeah, oh, sweet. Machine. So you just unequip okay, um, so unequipped it. Yeah, go on, Joseph. Uh, so now we're in this new room. Um, I'm guessing, so there's only one way, isn't it? So, um, uh, there's so... only way you can see at the moment. Uh, yeah, so we've got a lot of light in here, haven't we? Uh, so I'll, I'll do another perception check, see if I can spot any clues. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Nice. With, with a 19, you notice that further down in this cavern is another side passage that leads off to the left, and the rest of the passage continues south. Um, okay. So I'll say, uh, I'll relay that to the team. There's a... Uh, there's a small side passage up ahead. Uh, shall we move over and investigate? I'll start chanting really quietly, side passage, side passage, side side passage, side passage. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, in our little, uh, in our little um, caravan, let's, uh, let's all head down there. Okay, you see the, you, you hear the sort of like rescued townsfolk say, it's, uh, it, uh, it, is everything is everything okay? Uh, do you guys know where you're going? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> make a make a de <laughs> make a deception check. Who me? <laughs> uh, whoever said yeah, definitely. Okay, with a fourteen, oh, with a fourteen, they they they're just villagers, so they say, oh, good, good, because uh, it's getting kind of yeah. dark in here, and they just seem anxious. Uh, you follow that side uh, side passage. Sorry, you want to say something, Joseph? I was going to turn and say, do you want to save your friend or not? Yeah, yeah, the only yeah. way we can guarantee is survival. I'm trying to say, if we, need, if we want them to not see us, we need the darkness. Uh, okay, uh, I mean, yeah, J Jerry. Jerry's a good guy. I mean, of all the people in our neighborhood, he's kind of... I don't know, he's the most zen. He's always sort of looking after his plants and growing veggies. He's a good guy. Well, if Jerry dies, it's going to be all your fault. So come on. Okay, all right. You see them like wipe sweat off their forehead. I start quietly singing, I believe in a thing called Love by the Target. <laughs> okay, so after about three or four minutes, you come out again through uh, through the rock you didn't even notice because it was kind of dark that you went through an illusion but it's got this when you see an illusion from the other side it's sort of got a like semi translucent quality to it and now that you've seen one you kind of recognize them and you come out to a different section of the sort of rocky area 
<laughs> and you hear the... Uh... Uh, we, so we leave the cliff just enough to then we organize ourselves into the same order and cool. Avalado heads back in. You but... hear the villagers say, oh, it's, I mean, it's a really interesting route that you've figured out. I, I, I would never have thought to do, go this way. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's passive aggressive, <laughs> Cool. All right, so you return to the passage and you go south? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You keep... And you see the passage con continues to widen, and you come to this sort of... Uh, uh, is everyone... You, you all kind of were trying to go stealthily. Is that why... What that conversation was about? Yeah, we are we are sneaking. Okay, everybody roll a stealth check. Oh. Okay, so we've got a three from Monty, a natural twenty twenty seven. Sorry, what did you say, Zenray? Does Monty get does Monty get advantage because he's lost his arm? No, the, no, I don't get disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, he's gone from disadvantage to regular. So uh, we've oh, got okay. <laughs> we've got a three from Monty, a twenty-seven from Joza, a fifteen from Zenray, and a five from Ape. So, oh, I'll also do some do some rolls for these other humany dudes. Give me a second. Well, but that works pretty well actually because Zenray is in the fun. Uh, I'm in the middle. Uh, where is Abelardo and Monty? Abelardo is right behind me. With dexterity stealth. Oh wow! The the villagers probably out of fear are walking very quietly. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what happens is uh, Zenerai strides out confidently into this sort of section and starts just without really noticing his, his feet sort of scuff into all these little rocks and stuff as there's a lot more loose rocks in this section. And shortly after that, as the rest of your group kind of file in, you see Monty just outright falls on the ground, kind of gangly, not really in control of his legs, not having seen, even with his lit up mace, a huge, like, like torso-sized rock in front of him and he just falls straight over it, clunk, clunk, clunk. And then you hear at that moment, uh, an, like a sword come out of its sheath. You know that shing, and you find yourself set upon by uh, Joza recognizes straight away the smell of orcs, and Abe recognizes the the stench from this area it has got even stronger in this region. So we're gonna deal with this. So everybody, let's roll initiative. The villagers have used their only good roll on a pointless roll. Let me just see if I can clear up this thing. Uh, I'm just going to clear this uh, Now I'm rolling well. Why couldn't I have killed that horse? <laughs> I guess this way really kill so many more goblins. Can you guys Sorry, see off. those uh, tokens? I've got my spells now as well, so... Oh, I had a question about my steed in this situation, uh, because he can fight with me. I can be on him, but How, I don't know right, that there you go. How long does the steed last for? I think it lasts until he dies. I don't quite understand that bit. 
Okay, well, no, that that's possible. possible. I'm just asking. No, no, no. Yeah, sorry. Would you have brought it through the tunnel with you, or would you have left it outside? Uh, uh, I thought it was following us. Okay, let's let's put it in here. Ready? Boom. All right? Is it there? I can't see it. Is it there? Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm gonna put the warhorse at the back because it would be hard pressed to yeah. like Monty is. I'll say Monty is caring for it. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. So first up is the orc. The orc is gonna take a big axe swing at Abe, and you hear it sort of grunt at you in this aggressive orc language that anyone that speaks orc would understand. Hi, Dave. Okay, you hear it say, "Filthy creature! What are you doing? What are you doing in our?" Hide out, and and it it's you get the sense that it's put too much of its energy into that clever insult, and it misses <laughs> it misses wildly with the axe, and it sort of strikes the ground bes beside you. Uh, next up, completely overthought it. Yeah, next up, the other orc is gonna try to hit Zenerai with a oh, with a twenty. I'm sure oh. that hits. So that's gonna be. Yeah, like, it's a pretty big axe. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now. Um, it's gonna be where is that? One d twelve plus three. So that's six slashing damage. As you feel it sort of bite into your shoulder, and you hear this sort of like <laughs> what you imagine is laughter. Alright. Cool. And then well, that's the end of their surprise round. And then you see that it is Dave and Joseph's turn. Well, I'm gonna cast. Um... Hellish Rebuke, which I think I can do outside. As a reaction, yeah. So, roll it up. Yeah. So, it needs to make a save. Is that the idea? Cool. So, this... Uh, so, this 14 Okay, so the orc rolls an 8, so it fails, which means uh, hellish flames engulf it, and the creature must make a saving throw. So roll 2d10 now. Isn't that what the... I mean, you uh, can... Yeah, you that's can... what the 14 is. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, no, the that's... 14 is 3d10. No, that, that's 3d10, so you must have accidentally cast it at a higher level. Are you casting it at a higher level? Reaction. Yeah, yeah, oh, I know. Sorry, sorry, yeah, I, I, I did the wrong one. Let me get rid of it. Um, I'll do it again. Okay. You don't have second level fire cast, right? I mean, I, I have that spell as well, but I'm, I'm doing it like this. You're doing it regularly. Those are both. Those are both second as well. That's okay. The one that you did manually works, so that's eight damage of fire damage. Okay. So that means that it takes eight fire damage, and you see that the orc does not respond well to that as flames sort of engulf it and start to like lick up the side of its torso and it starts to grunt in pain. And it's uh, it's quite upset. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Next up is Joe's turn. Um, so, uh, I don't get any disadvantage for using my bow in short range, or do I? Uh, you do. If you're in melee range and you try to use a ranged weapon, then you have to do it with disadvantage. Uh, oh, this one at least. Yes, yes you are. What? 
Uh, well, could I take a shot at this one? Yeah, I think the one that uh, Zenoi just did. Yeah, said. you could, you could. Okay, so um, yeah, Jose uh, uh, feels that very familiar, reassuring uh, uh, blood thirst uh, for this, these green scum, um, and uh, relishes the moment for a second as he uh, draws his bow. And uh, I'll say, uh, tries to, as the guy is kind of flailing in fire, tries to kind of pick his moment when he's exposing his neck and uh, aims for that. Nice. Shoots his arrow. Bit of flavor for you there, guys. So yeah, <laughs> love it. More, the more flavor, the better. Oh my goodness! With a twenty-eight, you feel the rage course through your veins, and the arrow sinks right into it, sort of like just below the jugular, and it does six piercing damage. And you notice by the blood, just like how do I describe hose piping out of its neck, it is on death's door. That's one, one D6 plus five, right? Uh, if you hover yeah. over it, you rolled a one plus five, so you just rolled poorly. Oh, yeah, okay. And that, that's probably added my... Um, I would have added my uh, plus two at range attacks, right? Yeah, plus two, and also you're, it, it's adding something else as well. So it'll be your proficiency and your, and your dexterity combined. Oh, okay. So that's what it's adding. Sorry, sorry. It's if you hover your mouse, if you hover your mouse over the damage roll, it'll give you a little window that tells you how that was rolled. Uh, yeah, but shouldn't I add? I um. So, is there anything else you want to move or, or bonus action? Am I am I within range of this guy if I try and get out of his range? You're currently in his melee range, so he would get an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll um. I'll just kind of go like yes. <laughs> okay. You hear throughout the line. <laughs> you hear Joseph suddenly in the middle of this fight go yes. All right. Uh, A high five, Joseph. Nice. Uh, you, you have to high five. You high five over the top of Abe's shoulder. Sweet. Next up is the orcs. So this orc on this side, uh, having seen the damage that you've done to his colleague Joza and being unable to hit Abe out of sheer incompetence, is going to try and hit you. So that's going to be okay. Sweet. That's a 17, does that hit you? Yeah, just, yeah. Okay, and then it's gonna be 1d12 plus three, so that's six slashing damage. Okay. As you feel it sort of like goes through your midsection and you get the sense that your leather armor isn't uh, protecting your midriff as well as it could be. And then you see the other, ah. you see the other orc uh, on death's door start to like in panic, runs away down the tunnel, and Zenerai gets an attack of opportunity. How do I roll that? Uh, it's, so it's just a regular attack, so what would you hit with melee-wise? It has to be a melee attack. Um, oh, I get my fucking sickle to that. 
human again. Um, can I hit him with my crossbow? Uh, no, I mean you could or use that. you could use the crossbow as a club and try to hit him physically with it. Okay. Oh, I've got a dagger. So I can yeah, do that. roll that probably. Okay, with a 13, you just managed to connect with your dagger strike, and you see that you rolled very well on your attack. So just as this orc is trying to run away, you stab it in the back, in the spine, and it just collapses on the ground. Nice. Cool. So... Joseph high-fives anyway. Nice. Yeah, Now it's Zara. So it's my go, right? Yeah, it's your turn. So I'm going to turn around, so I'm going to go... Jojo, you ain't seen nothing yet, little man. I'm gonna blast the other orc with Eldritch Force. Okay, roll it up. Eldritch Blast, sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh, critical <laughs> hit. So, I think I realized that it's actually calculating it better than I thought it was. So, let me just, 1d10, 1, 13. Uh, it's rolling it again, okay. So the first one is 9 plus 4 is 13 plus one is 14. Okay, so with a critical Eldritch Blast, you watch as this purplish, orangish sort of ball of energy slams into the side of the orc's face and blackens the side of it so that he looks kind of like Two-Face from Batman. And he looks, he looks to be substantially worse off than he was before. Is there anything else you want to do with your turn? I, I, I double high-five Jose. <laughs> As, as the fourth or fifth high-five rings out through this tunnel, you get the sense that, that like, echoes are a consideration and that the tunnel continues further ahead of you. Um, next up is the war horse. What telepathic commands does the war horse receive? Uh, I don't think he can make it to the orc in, like, one turn, kind of. Um, well, no, to be fair, a warhorse has quite a lot of movement, and he would be moving through the space of allies. He has 60 feet of movement, so 5, 10, okay. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Yeah, he could get up beside, like, beside you, but it would be very cramped if he was there. Uh, let's just uh, leave him there, and uh, command is to take care of the humans, like shield the humans if anything happens. Okay, you see the warhorse sort of pushes past Monty and takes up space in this only part of the chamber that has enough room for it to be in parallel, like abreast with the humans, and it just sort of snorts there and then stamps the ground. Uh, next up is Abe. Uh, how is your life, Joseph? Fine. You're uh, I've got, I'm 26 out of 32. Okay, you're fine then. Um, then I'm going to cast a snaring strike. Uh, you'll see it soon. There it is. So a strength save. Strike. Yeah, so what it does is the next time that I hit a creature with a weapon attack before its spell, the spell ends, uh, a reading mass of horny, thorny, not horny, thorny signs appears at the point of impact and the targets must succeed on a strength saving throw to be restrained by the magical binds until the spell ends. Okay, so you've got a hit in order to do it? Yeah, I'm just casting the spell first, but next time he gets a hit, okay. then, but 
sorry, that happens. And since it's level two, I think, uh, it gets the damage increases by 1d6. Yeah, you get the sense Great. that you rolled very well, so it's going to get additional damage if you if you hit. Ooh, awesome. But if you, right, if you um, don't hit, then you don't have to have wasted the spell slot, because technically you can decide whether you do it afterwards, I think. Two. Um, what, yeah. what happens is you crack the orc on top of its like dumb-looking skull, and just as you do, these thorny vines erupt from the head of the warhammer and encircle themselves around the orc so completely that they constrict and basically do what you see a meat grinder do, and then all the the meat kind of like comes out in little tendrils. And it's so you've essentially made orc mincemeat on the floor of this cave, and he is gone, done. I uh, I got to I got to high five Avalado, but like quite hesitantly. Joseph Joseph jumps up in between and steals the high five. <laughs> um, what happens is just before we end the combat, uh, Monty, as you're sort of trying to pick yourself up off of the cave floor. The noises of the noises of violence and flames and the sort of angry grunting of the orcs uh, reminds you of sort of the the sort of traumatic memories of your past and you start to have a bit of a panic attack. So that means for the next uh, like 10 minutes or so, you'll be as if you were exhausted. So your ability checks will be at disadvantage, but it'll it'll wear off once you sort of regain your composure. So you... I just want Monty to <laughs> stop whimpering. He's made out of a slap him. I can't Monty with my actual hand. You, you slowly walk back through all the other villages. You hear me just shout out, Not the eyes! Not the eyes! I'm slapping in his eyes. So. Uh, yes, you notice that there is a great axe on the ground. Sorry, two great axes, but held by each of these orcs. There's also uh, a jav two javelins. They were each holding a great axe and a javelin. They haven't got any like, gold on them, have they? Um, Pick up the javelin. You gave your mini thing to one of the villagers. I'll grab a uh, Yeah, no, because I, 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 I quite like a javelin, so I've got something to... To, to uh, javelin's ranged. Oh, yeah, I don't need that one. Cool. Give them a great axe and you take your side back or something. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'll have the side back. Okay. Uh, what were you saying, Abe? You want to pick up and distribute the weapons in what manner? So, which ones do you guys want? I just want the great axe, just in the rest of uh, So, I would say give, um, give a great axe to the villager that has my scythe and I'll take my scythe back. Cool. Okay. Yeah, nice. And then let's do javelins in case they need it for now. Given I think yeah. we all have uh, arrows and bows. Yeah, try. Yeah, cool. There cool. we go then. 
So as the smell of uh, wet dog and sort of sulfur that you now realize is particularly strong around these orcs, like it's their own unique fragrance of BO, uh, you start calming down after the heat of battle and you hear the drip of like, uh, you know, moisture inside this cave system. Wow. <laughs> and on that sound is where we'll end the session.